Welcome back to the FFP. Today we're going to be doing a 12-team half PPR 13-round snake draft. And for me, I think it's going to be just a bit of a maybe an ADP check mock draft. I guess that's what I'm going to call it. And the reason for that being um, when we do mock drafts, I know you guys know this, but I'm going to say it anyways. We're not mock drafting to get the best team. We're mock drafting to experiment. We're mock drafting to learn, try some stuff out, and really see what you can do and what's going to be available for you there based on the rounds. So we'll be paying attention to how long can I wait to draft my quarterback, how quickly are running back talents going, uh, what kind of steals and value picks at wide receiver are there going to be. You know, one draft, we're going to definitely experiment with taking Travis Kelsey in the first round and just different things like that uh, that are going to give us a, a real overview and general understanding of what things are like based off of ADP. That being said, I'll be using Sleeper Fantasy and their mock draft system for that specific reason. Um, because they have their ADP, they've got a very nice draft layout site. But if you guys would like us to use some other uh, some other mock drafting uh, tools, we can definitely do that. But again, we're just going to stick with this one for now. And hopefully we'll be doing one mock draft a week. I'd love to do that. Of course, we've got to do an auction draft and a PPR draft and maybe even throw in a keeper league draft or a dynasty and, you know, standard just all over the place. We want to try everything out and and just get a feel for where these players are going and everything like that. And I think this is one of the most underrated things in fantasy because when you mock draft, you get more comfortable and you go into your draft with a much better understanding. And I think it gives you a huge advantage. I don't know if I mentioned it before, but I will be picking tick, er, taking pick number six. Um, again, we can try another mock drafts, taking the 12 or the first or the third. It doesn't matter, but I just took the six because it was right in the middle there in a pretty average spot. But Anyways, um, I'm going to be talking about every player um, that gets brought up, that gets mentioned, um, and where they're taken, um, just so that anybody who happens to be listening on podcast can follow along. Hopefully that will help you guys out a bit. Maybe I will put it in the description as well. We'll see what that actually turns out like when I get to editing this video, but should be a fun time to just evaluate these guys and what we're dealing with. Uh, but I suppose we'll just get right into it and let's start keeping track and following where these guys are going and what we've got to work with. All right, so at pick number one, Dalvin Cook gets taken, followed by Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry. At pick number four, Devontae Adams goes off the board, starting off our receivers far earlier than normal. Then Saquon Barkley is taken, and it is now my draft pick. I'm a little bit surprised to see Alvin Kamara is still out there, even Jonathan Taylor and Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, Aaron Jones as well. Guys, I like Derrick Henry, but in a half PPR league, uh, this seems like maybe a bit of a stretch for me. He did have a phenomenal year last year, so I can definitely understand it, but I would tend to maybe play things on the safe side and not take him there. I'd also probably take McCaffrey number one, and I probably would have waited on Devontae Adams, but ignoring that, let's get to my pick. Really, here's our top options. I know Nick Chubb is out there. He's a great running back, but you know we got to get a guy that's got good PPR value with the question marks surrounding that offense, and I'm probably not going to take Aaron Jones as much as I'd like him. It's really Ezekiel Elliott or Alvin Kamara is really what you're, you're dealing with here. And Very talented guys. Alvin Kamara is great, but the loss of Drew Brees is a massive concern for me, and Ezekiel Elliott was massively underrated last season. In the four games where Ezekiel Elliott played with Dak Prescott, full games, he had 23 catches and was second only to Alvin Kamara, except he's got his quarterback back. Kamara doesn't. So I'm going to go Zeke here at pick number six, and I'm really happy about that. Seriously underrated PPR back.
At pick number seven, Nick Chubb goes, followed by Alvin Kamara. And then back at the wide receivers, we've got Tyreek Hill. Jonathan Taylor and Aaron Jones get picked at 10 and 11. And finishing out the first round is DeAndre Hopkins at pick number 12. Um, in, again, interesting. Nick Chubb for me seemed like a bit of a reach. I would have taken Kamara over Chubb. And I probably would have taken Jonathan Taylor as well. Aaron Jones is, you know, maybe a bit of a question mark there. If you're really confident that Rodgers won't be there, I could definitely see not taking Aaron Jones where he's at either. The question mark being about those two wide receivers, Tyreek Hill and DeAndre Hopkins, both great picks. Can't argue with those picks. And I get it. You know, if you love Chubb, but it's, you know, a league where you're scoring half PPR points or you love Aaron Jones, but you've got question marks about, you know, Aaron Rodgers being there. Yeah, I would have definitely gone and turned and gotten those guys for sure. Starting off the second round, A.J. Brown and Stefan Diggs go. Then Cam Akers. Seems like a very early pick for Cam Akers. Very interesting to see that. And then DK Metcalf at uh, pick number four in the second round. Pick number five in the second round goes Travis Kelsey. And this is right where Kelsey typically goes at the beginning of the second round. So we're going to see this as we continue to do more drafts throughout the season. You're going to have to take him at the start of the second round. And don't risk it. Don't wait for him to fall to the second or, you know, to the third or late in the second. Finally, Antonio Gibson goes at pick number six in the second round. And now it is my turn. We have got our running backs set, or at least one running back, but we, we don't have any wide receiver or anything else. So what are we looking at here? Some huge, talented wide receivers. There's almost too many. Calvin Ridley, Justin Jefferson, Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, Terry McLaurin, Chris Godwin. I mean, there's just so many guys. I didn't even mention like Amari Cooper. Man, the list goes on. I'm not going to worry about that. George Kittle is out there. There's some, you know, question marks and concerns about, you know, this quarterback. So maybe we go back to running back. We've got Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, DeAndre Swift. There's a few guys out there. I like Miles Sanders, but I don't trust the offense. Clyde Hilaire Edwards, I think is a bit underrated, but doesn't have quite the upside. Um, This is a tough pick to be at. It really is because there is a lot of talent out there, but there's no one that separates themselves. Um, So for me, I want to lean towards a running back. I really do. If I didn't, I would go to a tight end, but I don't know if maybe... George Kittle is the right pick. And because this is our first mock draft of the year and I'm not mock drafting to have a perfect roster, I'm mock drafting to evaluate where talent is going. I'm going to play it safe and I'm going to take a running back. I know that's not exciting for you guys, but I'm going to go Clyde Hilaire Edwards. I think he's in a bit underrated. He's in a very high powered offense and running backs typically get better in the passing game as they continue in their career. I like Austin Eckler, but he's never been getting it done on the ground. And his production slowed a little bit in the passing game with Justin Herbert. Not to say that will continue, but wasn't quite as great as it has been. Following my pick, Justin Jefferson goes, then George Kittle and Joe Mixon. The second round ends with Allen Robinson. So now we start off in the third round. Calvin Ridley goes, followed by DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, and we're back for two receivers, Keenan Allen and Mike Evans. This is an interesting spot. Again, I'm not going to be, of course, looking at a running back at this point. It's really about getting a wide receiver. And there's a lot of guys out there, a lot of very talented options. Um, if you want to get a tight end at this point, this is your last shot, really. I mean, Darren Waller is the only other dependable guy, in my opinion. I love Mark Andrews, but I think last year kind of scared me off quite a bit. However, there's still some, some talent down there. Robert Tanyan, if you think he can repeat the touchdowns, 
if Aaron Rodgers comes back. Dallas Godert, I think he'll fall to the third round. So we're going to go to a wide receiver, and for me, it's an easy pick. It's got to be Chris Godwin. He's got a good quarterback. He's phenomenally talented, and there are no question marks. Michael Thomas has lost his quarterback. He was banged up last year, and there's just so many things going on there with so many of these guys. Julio Jones, where will he end up? As of right now, it looks like Tennessee, but there's no guarantees. I think I got to go Godwin, almost certainly. Right after I picked Godwin, Michael Thomas went, followed by a first quarterback in Pat Mahomes. You're going to see that third, fourth round quarterbacks are going to start to go. That's too early for me anyways. I'm not going to make a pick at QB there. Followed by Miles Sanders. I like Sanders, but that offense scares me. And then Julio Jones and Najee Harris. That's an interesting pick. They've got Aaron Jones and Najee Harris now with Chris Carson and Diggs. So that team number 11 there, that auto pick team is kind of interesting followed by Terry McLaurin and Robert Woods. Um, not so sure how accurate this drafting uh, system is, as I've used it a few times, and it seemed very accurate before, but this Team 12 does have four wide receivers now, so that's a little interesting. And then they wrapped back around for Chris Carson as Chris Carson as the second pick in the fourth round, Adam Thielen, followed by C.D. Lamb, then David Montgomery and Darren Waller. That is really disappointing for me that David Montgomery didn't quite fall to me. He's a really talented back, and even in this scoring, I think he deserves to be there, and I would really love to have him. That being said, there's still a few options out there. Not a ton, but there are a couple of options. Melvin Gordon is out there, and I do like Melvin Gordon for sure, um, and I do like Josh Jacobs. I think those are the two guys. I like Kareem Hunt, but you know, splitting that role there with Chubb, I just don't think I can quite put him there. So I think right now, those are the two guys I'm leaning towards, either Gordon or Jacobs. I'm going to say Jacobs, but let's hop back to the wide receivers and see if there's a guy that we cannot afford to pass up. Um, anyone like that anyways. So got Amari Cooper, Kenny Galladay, DJ Moore. Um, no one there that really stands out to me. I do need to go out and get more wide receivers. You know, I don't want to wait on them for forever, but it is difficult looking at this list here, seeing that there's no one in particular that I just love and have to have. And that certainly makes me wonder about that. But I think I'm going to go wide receiver. And that's just because I see none of these guys might not separate themselves a ton. But at the same time, none of these guys, I don't really love any of them. And I'm afraid to fall too far in the wide receiver category. So let's go with Amari Cooper. He's going to get Dak Prescott back. And that is going to be one heck of a high-powered offense. They follow that pickup with Josh Allen, and then uh, Jacobs, Deontay Johnson, DJ Moore, and Kenny Galladay finish off the fourth round. Then Melvin Gordon, Kyla Murray, and Dak Prescott go. Then Kareem Hunt and Miles Gaskin. At this point, guys, I either need to take Mark Andrews or go grab a running back, and the running backs are getting thin at this point. They really are getting thin. To be honest, James Robinson has fallen quite far, and I think he's a bit of an underrated pick um, because they drafted uh, ETN, Travis ETN, who seems to be very talented. But from what I've heard, it really sounds to me quite a lot like they're going to use him at wide receiver, um, and he's not really going to be the you know main running back. And, and so I actually like that pick a lot. I, I think that I think that James Robinson here in the fifth round is a bit of a steal to add depth to the running back position. He doesn't have the upside he once had, but he doesn't need to. He's not my starter. Continuing on from there, Lamar Jackson went, then Odell Beckham and Mark Andrews. Travis Etienne was then taken, followed by Chase Edmonds and Cooper Cup to finish off the fifth round. 
TJ Hawkinson, who is now our fifth tight end taken, really secures that there are no tight ends available. We have gone about as far as we can go waiting on tight ends. We got to grab a guy now. Um, we'll talk about that in a second. David Johnson went, followed by Brandon Ayuk, um, Damian Harris, T. Higgins, and Tyler Lockett, who was a steal in the sixth round. I wish I had seen that for sure. But anyways, we're going to go take Dallas Godert because after that, there's really no talent available unless you want to take a risk on Kyle Pitts. Robert Tunyon's out there, but they don't trust his production was mostly, you know, touchdown based. And that makes me nervous. So I'm going to go Dallas Godert. I think he's going to have a really good year this year. Um, and now we really settled. Uh, we do need to go out and get another wide receiver. This is a three receiver draft, but I think, you know, we'll be able to make do because we've got solid backs and we've got a tight end set at this point. So continuing on from that pick, Leonard Fournette and Raheem Mostert went and Cortland Sutton and Claypool. Aaron Rodgers was then drafted to finish out the sixth round. The next round starts off with Ronald Jones, DJ Chark, and Will Fuller. Then Russell Wilson goes at pick 7-4 and Zach Moss. We are now up and we need to get a wide receiver. I did stop real quick here looking at the quarterbacks. There's quite a few guys out there that still have some value. I don't feel rushed to take anyone at this point. And no one really truly separates themselves as the best safest option. So, you know, I don't think that I can go out and draft a QB at this point when we desperately need a wide receiver. Drew Smith-Schuster is out there. I think a lot of people would take him at this point and certainly can't call that the wrong choice, but definitely don't know if it's, you know, certainly for sure the right pick. So I want to just scroll down and look at a lot of different options. There's a ton of young guys, a ton of young possible talent, but at this point, it looks like our wide receiver three is going to be a bit of a toss up and I don't like that, you know, but we're going to be, it looks like we're going to be switching in and out from week to week and evaluating our options. Jamar Chase is out there. And I do like Jamar Chase, but um, bit of a risk there at the rookie. And maybe I want to get one more guy. So that's the question now. Do we take our quarterback and we feel set there? Or do we hop back um, to our wide receivers? And, and this is a bit unusual for me. I'm going to go grab a QB. I'm going to grab Tom Brady. I think he's a safe option with some of the best weapons in the league. Now our next two picks are going to be wide receivers. And we're going to take two young guys that I think together can equal one wide receiver three. And I know that sounds weird, kind of moneyball the situation and just understand that when we do this, it's essentially evaluating every week. I need to be very, um, I guess, smart about who I'm starting, but that's totally okay. That does allow us to stretch our talent a little bit further if you're able to do that as a mature fantasy owner. Moving on from our pick, Brady there at uh, round seven, pick six, followed Debo Samuels, Robbie Anderson, then Justin Herbert. Mike Davis, Tyler Boyd, and Gus Edwards finishes off the seventh round. We start off the eighth round with Kenyon Drake. Then uh, Denver's running back Williams, Jesus Schuster, Brandon Cooks. And then James Conner and A.J. Dillon. James Conner is a really interesting pick at round eight, pick five. That's a bit of a steal there. It really is. I think that he's a bit of an underrated guy. He has the chance, you know, especially with an injury to Chase Edmonds, to be a phenomenal back there fantasy-wise even if he isn't quite producing to that standard. Now, in this league, it looks like they evaluate Robert Tanyan as both a receiver and a tight end. That is a tempting pick as it adds a lot of depth to our tight end position. Not necessarily going to make it because I don't know if when the season comes, it's going to look that way. Jamar Chase is out there, and that's exactly what I talked about. You know, he's still here, and I felt like he would fall. Sure enough, he did. That's a tempting pick to want to 
put him there. I think he could have a lot of value for sure. So that's probably what I'm gonna do. But as always, do your due diligence, scroll down, keep looking, check for more guys. Sure enough, I don't see anyone else that I really like. So there we go, we got Jamar Chase. That's a very exciting pick. Uh, next up, you know, we got a couple of people who are scrambling for tight ends now and not getting guys that they think are studs, but you know, finishing off round eight, Noah Fant and then Kyle Pitts. And then just a couple of picks later, Logan Thomas goes to finish off the eighth round um, right after Tony Pollard and Curtis Samuel were taken. We start off the ninth round with Robert Tanyan, who is a steal there. He's a great pick for sure. If I didn't already have Godert, I would have taken Tanyan. I didn't realize Tanyan would have been there the next round around. That definitely changed some things. I definitely could have drafted another more talented receiver or quarterback there for Godert's spot, but you live and you learn, and that's what we're doing here. So then after Tanya and Devin Singletary goes, followed by Devontae Parker, Jarvis Landry, and Jerry Judy. So those are some good wide receivers, but there's still some good options available for sure. I like Michael Gallup, but he's the wide receiver on that three team. Devonta Smith is a risky pick, but he's got huge upside. LaVisca Chenault is in a, just, a, I think, a crowded receiving corpse with question marks surrounding um you know, surrounding what his quarterback Trevor Lawrence is going to look like and what his targets are going to be. So for me, the pick is obvious. I think the pick has to be Marquez Brown. Um, now, according to Sleeper Fantasy, most people are taking Corey Davis first, but do you really trust Corey Davis as a wide receiver one when he's proven he can't do it in the past and he's now playing for a Jets team? No way. I'm going to go Marquez Brown. He might not have super high totals, but he's a very talented guy. He's going to find some touchdowns. He's going to capitalize on good matchups, and he's going to retain that number one role. So there's Marquez Brown there. We've got now four wide receivers, three running backs. We've got some depth, um, so we can really start picking for whatever we think is best. All right. After we picked Marquez Brown, Mike Gusecki went, followed by Corey Davis, and then a huge run on quarterbacks. Matt Ryan, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Matthew Stafford. Then Devonta Smith went, followed by Ryan Tannehill. So that's five of six players drafted. Then Naheem Hines was taken. You know, this late in the draft in round 10, Naheem Hines is a bit of a steal there as far as a guy that, you know, they've got their clear one in Jonathan Taylor, but he's a PPR stud. And so in a full PPR league, yeah, I'd love to throw him on there, especially if you already own Jonathan Taylor, which this team does. That's a good pick. Um, then uh, tight end Smith for the Vikings goes, Latavius Murray, and uh, Trey Sermon. So now we're here at uh, the seventh pick in the 10th round. It's best talent available. That's what we're doing at this point. And there's still definitely some talent out there. Not maybe as much as we'd like, but you know, let's start looking for some guys here. Evan Ingram is still out there, which I, I find very funny. If you wanted to get Jalen Waddle. I, you know, maybe I think he's very talented, but I don't want him simply off of the fact that I don't trust his quarterback. I want to go to the running backs and just see if there's any more options. Um, Tariq Cohen is an interesting guy, you know, because he steals a lot from David Montgomery. He's got some value. He's never going to be the stud or the guy, but definitely offers something there for sure. Um, man, this is so funny to see how thin the running back position is. There's so many receivers that I trust and so many guys that I will, you know, maybe take a chance on, but really nothing at running backs at, at this point. Uh, continuing to scroll down the running backs makes me think maybe we just go snag one more wide receiver that we like and just settle for someone else. Now I'm actually going to go Michael Pittman. Um, 
I think he's going to you know, develop a little bit more. I think he's going to continue to get better and with a quarterback in Carson Wentz, who I think could capitalize on him. This is a bit of a risky pick, but I think it's worth it. But let's go Michael Pittman there. We have now shored up our wide receivers, which aren't great, but I think are pretty darn good. All right, after we picked Pittman, LaVisca Chenault, and Johnny Smith went, followed by Tariq Cohen and Jamal Williams. Michael Gallup and Daryl Henderson then went to finish off the 10th round and start the 11th. There's then Evan Ingram and Hunter Henry. Then Mike Williams goes and Philip Lindsay, and we are back up again. Now, we can start looking at kickers and defenses. This is a great, great time to do this because I don't see a running back that I love. In fact, honestly, I don't really see a running back that I want, period. And I know that's, you know, maybe sounds harsh to some of these guys. You might try to find some talent there. But to be honest, I'm just going to wait. And I know that sounds crazy, but that's why I drafted those three backs. That's why we took James Robinson as our safe depth guy. And I'm going to go look at defenses. I'm going to look at kickers. You know, who can we get that we can trust from week to week that's going to, you know, offer a lot of value to our team? And that means I'm not going to be using... And I know this sounds strange, right? Why are you going to reach and grab a kicker or a defense that early? And the reason for it is very, very simple. Guys, when you draft a kicker or a defense early, you are not wasting waiver wire priority on a one-week filler kicker. Simple as that. And that's what I like about it. So let's go grab Justin Tucker. Again, I'd love to take a running back there. But when you don't really have the situation to do that, you don't really have the talent that you think is absolutely must get, it's worth it because you're going to shore up that and not have to worry about it. As far as fantasy defenses go, there's some good options there. Let's go, hmm, stuck between two options, either the Washington football team defense or Tampa Bay. I like Tampa Bay maybe a little bit more, I think. So let's just throw them on our roster and We'll see what's available to finish off this draft as far as running backs go. Because I do want one more back on our team. Um, there's the quarterbacks. Here we go, running backs. Alexander Madison and J.D. McKissick are some interesting picks there for sure. Ken continuing to scroll down, not really seeing a whole lot. This is half PPR. So um, rookies only. That's a nice little button. I do like that. So we can look at some guys that might offer some value on some of these teams might step in immediately and, and do something. None of these guys I, I like particularly, so we can even just remove that and continue to look. But in my opinion, I'm probably just going to go snag Alexander Madison um, because he offers the most upside in the case of a Dalvin Cook pick or Dalvin Cook injury. Boom, I've then got one more starter on my team. If you didn't like that and you didn't want to pick for the upside, I would take Giovanni Bernard for Tampa Bay, but I'm going to go Madison because I'm not going to overthink it. I'm not too worried about it. But this is what my team is looking like now, guys. That was the draft. Again, just short 15-rounder right there. Excuse me, 13-rounder. So really short bench, not a super long one. Just wanted to get a feel for what these drafts are going to look like. And of course, as always, kicker and defenses get weighted on. I think a few teams are reaching on quarterbacks. Not that many teams but just enough of them that a few more talents fell to me. It's crazy to think that in the middle of the fifth round, I was able to get James Robinson. I know the draft of Travis Etienne makes a lot of people nervous, but I think as a whole, that's a pretty solid pick. So here's ultimately what my roster looked like. Tom Brady at quarterback, Ezekiel Elliott and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at running back, 
followed by Chris Godwin, Amari Cooper, and Jamar Chase. Now, I will say that we'll talk about the receivers in a second, but not as strong as I'd like there. A little bit of a risk in Jamar Chase. Our tight end is Dallas Goldert with Tucker at kicker in the Tampa Bay's defense. Then our bench is James Robinson, who I think is going to finish as a top 24 fantasy back. Marquez Brown, who is a great complement to Jamar Chase. If Jamar Chase is our swinging for the fences and either hitting a home run or striking out, Marquez Brown, I think, is the guy who's a walk or a single, right? He's not going to finish as a wide receiver one. He's not going to finish as a top 10 or top 5 wideout, have that huge season, but he's safe. He's got a high floor. He's got an ability to score touchdowns, and, and I like that a lot. Then we took Michael Pittman. Again, just purely talent-based, huge upside. Sure, there's a chance he stinks at the start of the season and I drop him. But again, when you're this late in the draft, round 12, I'm going to start taking some shots and I'm going purely for upside at that point. Then we wrap back around. I just wanted to get some running backs on there. This was maybe not the most running backs heavy draft I've ever done. So we just threw Alexander Madison, very talented guy. In the case of any injury to Dalvin Cook, Madison will be an absolute stud. So that's what my team looks like. And we can actually close this out and look at the draft as a whole. There were some interesting teams out there. You look at, like, say, Team 10. They got both Jonathan Taylor and Cam Akers. That is a very risky backfield. All of their running backs are very risky. They also drafted Travis Etienne and Mike Davis. I think all question marks there. Jonathan Taylor, not a huge question mark. The only question mark is how high is his ceiling with Naheem Hines there. But, you know, we don't we don't really know that. Um but his number two, Akers, big risk. ETN as their number three, big upside, big risk, you know. So there's a lot going on there. Um, again, I don't know how accurate this is because we look at, you know, this last team here took five receivers in a row and their top backs are Gus Edwards and Kenyon Drake. Um, I did quite a few mock drafts before this to make sure that the uh, drafting sys- system was accurate. And it seemed to be much more accurate than this particular one turned out to be. Um, That being said, if you're in a casual league, that can very well happen. Uh, I just know that for many of you who are in more competitive leagues, that's not as likely. Anyways, uh, had I known that um, guys were going to fall as far as they did, like Robert Tanyan, or that I would have been able to grab, you know, Hunter Henry there in, what was that, the 11th round, I would not have taken Dallas Goddard where where I would have taken him. And what I would have done then is drafted a running back a little bit earlier. I would have taken another more talented guy just slightly earlier, and that probably would have helped me out quite a bit. Or maybe I would have drafted another wide receiver and able to get a Claypool or a DJ Chark or whoever it may have been. That being said, this draft turned out really good for me. I want to hear from you guys what you think of this draft and ultimately how well it went. But tracking this, it's exactly what we see. A couple of tight ends get picked early, you know, that are good picks. Kelsey and Kittle and Waller, those are good picks early. Other teams then began to reach. I don't see the point of taking Noah Fant in eight or even Logan Thomas in eight or TJ Hawkinson in six. I think those were reach picks. Same thing goes with the quarterbacks. Pat Mahomes was a bit of a reach in round three. I do think that. So then other teams started to reach. And ultimately, they really wasted, you know, taking Lamar Jackson in the fifth round. Not the worst pick I've ever seen, not knocking it, but you could have waited and gotten some other talent that was taken after you. So um, definitely watching those trends. This was a pretty standard and straightforward draft. Not a ton in particular to learn there. However, I do like to just evaluate. Here's where some backs are falling. 
because of Kenyon Drake. Josh Jacobs fell to the fourth round. That was an absolute steal. In fact, I remember I wanted to draft him, but we ended up going to Mari Cooper. I have to think that was most likely the right call because it's half PPR. Maybe it wasn't. Who knows? And honestly, at this point, who cares? So guys, I'm going to round out this video. I want to hear from you guys. What do you think of this draft and what did you learn? Let's continue to do some more mock drafts. Just hang out and talk football. And hopefully, you know, we'll be getting more comfortable and more prepared for when our actual draft comes. We'll be hitting home runs and no surprises will be happening. You know, Rob always says it. You cannot win your league at the draft, but you also, you can definitely lose it. You can lose your league at the draft if you do not have a good enough draft. So hopefully we're all getting prepared enough and ready when that time comes. Guys, thank you so much for watching. You have a great day and God bless.